Greetings, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Unlocked UK. We will just be waiting for Amory to join us and then we will get the show started. Hi, you wouldn't let me join. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm a bit close. So, <clears throat> today we are talking about what oh. I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm like, I can't hear you. Hi, can you hear Hi. me now? Yeah, because I didn't have all my earphones. <laughs> so, this week's episode, we are talking about the importance of being focused. Hello, London Junction. And so I think, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to this topic. Yes. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are I am excited to talk about this and go to my bed. So that's the focus, yeah? Bed. <laughs> yeah, when we're done. I'm going to focus on this and then I'm going to focus on bed. Definitely. Okay, so focus. So this is about having purposeful um, intent on something very specific. And I think... I'm excited about doing this topic because I think it's very, very, very easy for us to lose focus. And one of my, my one of my key sayings is you can tell what what's important in people's lives, what people's priorities are, and what they want to do based on what you focus on. And that what by focus often that means what your actions are, what you're actually doing. Because a lot of time we say we say we want something or we say something's important but often our actions say something different. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think that happens because it's very easy for us to lose focus. Um, you have to be, like somebody said, you have to be very intentional about everything that you do. So this whole episode talking about focus and how you can do that is going to be a very, very important one. What's your spin on focus Well, um, from a counsellor's perspective, um, as a therapist, one of our techniques is called focusing. 
Um, and it's about how to get the client focused because um, a lot of people, why they come to counselling is because they avoid a lot of things that um, happen in their life or they, um, or another word, suppress or dismiss. Um, so it's about hearing what the person's story or narrative is, but, and I think I've said this before, finding the content and focusing on that. So, um, yeah, I'll talk about that, that as a skill and how, why that's important. Definitely. I think, I think that's an excellent place for us to start because I, I'll probably just chip in on that with my own sixpence. (laughs) (laughs) It's two pence. Yeah, I don't, we don't need your six pence. <laughs> um, no, so in therapy, we have a technique that we call focusing, um, especially if you're a person-centered therapist. And what that, does, what that is about is getting the client to understand what actually is happening for them and wh- why maybe patterns are being recreated, why maybe they're acting out certain behaviors, making certain choices, why they feel unhappy, right? And you can imagine, right, uh, a client could bring in 10,000 things into a space, right? Now, what that person wants to do is they want to address their issues, but what, what they feel, what they end up doing is dancing around in all these different spaces, okay? And as a therapist, or even as someone in business, what you need to do in order to run your business is find out what that focal point is. What is the source of um, different elements that are happening? Because sometimes they're all interlinked, right? But you need to be able to get to the source, understand what the content is in order to um, solve the problem. Right. So what's one of the things that they do to get to the source? Well, as a therapist or the client? Oh, well, both. Well, as a, as a, well, a client tries to um, avoid, as you can see, or as you may know, even in your, in yourself, in your business, you may have 10, you may have 20 things to do, right? But you potty around with these 20 things, right? And you do one and then you move over and you do this and you do that, right? Uh, nothing's getting done, right? Because your head is all over the place and you're trying to do too much at once, mm-hmm. right? Now, the, the actual pr- problem or issue that you have is being clouded by all of these different things. So what you need to do is really sit back and understand your business, understand what's going on in order for you to start making choices and decisions that help you eradicate all the outer problems, yeah? So from the inside out. There's no point tackling the 10,000 things on the outside and missing the core, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and if, I don't know if you've, um, if you've ever read this book called um, Power of Habit. Mm-hmm which talks about us as human beings being creatures of um, habit and how to break that cycle. Right. So how do, how do, and for example, that's why a lot of business may fail. That's why a lot of people may feel constantly depressed or have anxiety because they're not actually dealing with the source 
of the issue, right? So can you imagine if you had a business and what you were getting is loads of people calling in sick, loads of people um, taking time off because of um, injuries, um, loads of people then being unhappy at work. What do you feel the source of that issue is? The source... <laughs> what was you going to do? I don't know. That, well, that, sounds, that sounds like that company's a, a nightmare. Okay, right. But then you have to um, soothe underneath all of those stories and what people are saying they're feeling at, um, or, or is going on to understand the feeling that... Um, everybody's having across the board which is to be unhappy and unsatisfied how can you solve that problem right so for example in that workforce in that industry maybe what the issue is is that they do not have good health and safety policies that keep their employees safe if they're not keeping their employees safe then their output is going to be rubbish right because you're going to lose a lot of manpower you're going to lose a lot of time and you're not going to be able to make the products that you need in order to sell in order to make the money right so if everybody um health was priority mm -hmm. right and everybody knows that that's something that they need to work on and that if they keep themselves safe they keep everybody else safe what you will realize is that you establish a new culture in the industry right and in establishing the new culture all the other things start to filter in because now um employees are um putting in a good input um they're making much more than um products or services than they would so they've got more to sell they they become a trusting um you know reputable business and people buy into that right so then it becomes a win-win situation but if you try to tackle all the 10,000 things, oh, we're not making money, but you're not dealing with the source, what's going to happen? So it's what happens, how do you help an individual who comes in with all of their, they've got all of these different things and they're not focusing on that, the, the core? How mm. do you get them to identify what that is? You can't get anyone to do anything. <laughs> I know this, Right. You can, you, you can try, like, I'm only there for support, right? So my aim is to try to bring it to your awareness. The mm -hmm. funny thing about awareness, right? This is my term. Awareness is a bitch. Because once you know, life could never be the same because you can't mm -hmm. pretend like you don't know. You can, choose, you. You can choose not to address it, but you know what you're doing, Right. I say that all the time. I, that's one of my um, like kind of key sayings, this whole idea that once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. You can't. Right. You just can't and unsee it. You can avoid it all you like, but the problem is you will still have that issue. You will still feel low. You will still feel depressed because the, the, the actual content, the actual source of what's going on with you, you're not addressing. You're looking at 10,000 things that in actual fact, those things can't be repaired if you don't heal the core. So what are some of the questions you might ask your clients to bring them to that level of awareness? Um, some, in focusing, it's not necessarily about the questions that you ask. It's more about 
re rephrasing the words that they use. Okay. Yeah. So find the feeling words, right? If someone, for example, I'm just like plucking this out the air. If someone says, oh yeah, you know what? Um, I'm feeling really low today. I've had a low week um, because X, Y, Z is going on. And then Jenny is over there. And then my boss is over there. And then at home, blah, 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 blah. Don't try and go, oh, what's going on at work? Or what's going on? The person said they're in a, they're in a low place. What does that feel like? Mm -hmm. Being low. How long have you felt low? Then you realize, actually, work ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Mm -hmm. They felt low for 20 years. Mm -hmm. What was happening 20 years ago? Okay, let's see. That's a bit of that. I never thought about that in that manner because that's actually something that we that we do in coaching, reframing what people say to really give them a understanding about what it is. But I had never really thought about it from the point of view of actually catching the feeling behind mm. that because that is often what is leading us. And, and why that's important is because what I was going to say is what we often do, we as well as avoiding we end up avoiding because you can be led by our feelings yeah and so what happens is is you have a plan right so you start that plan whatever it is i'm trying to do i'm opening my business or i'm you know i'm trying to work well at school i'm trying to be better in somewhere else and you've got a, and at that when you first set that goal you're focused on it and you're saying this is what i want to do exactly. and you kind of work out you know a few steps of what it is that you need to do to achieve that and I think it's very easy for people on the outside to think, okay, but if you say that you want to be successful at something or if you want to do something, you've set this is your goal and you know the steps that you need to take, why aren't you doing it? But it, the problem is, is when you get rejection. So for example, I know that one of my things are I can be, I can persevere and I can, and I can continue and I can say, look, I might not take no for an answer, but I'm still human. I'm definite I'm still human and there comes a point where after a maybe after a it's continuing after the third no you know so once you you're trying to do something you're going to send something you're going to go somewhere and it's about it's about not letting that feeling of okay I don't want to hear no when I get in that feeling because when you get in that feeling I feel like okay or well, I'm not going to ask you again or okay I'm not going to do that thing again because mm. I, what the feeling I'm feeling is, I don't want to feel rejected. I don't want to hear no. I don't want anyone to think I'm silly. So that new feeling ends up dictating your actions. So you end up going on another path because the new focus is not getting rejected, not feeling silly, not feeling something else. And so you, you shift and you end up somewhere else. And that's all because of your feelings. And so yeah. it's very important that that you maintain that focus and I guess it's about checking in along the way when you looking out for those feelings that are taking you off path from yeah. the thing that you're supposed to be focused Doing. on so that yeah, was a like, really good yeah. point yeah like procrastinating right you, you know f home in on the the fear it it makes no sense you um running around with all these 20 to do things on your list. You are in a state of procrastinating. Understand why you have fear around, for example, failure, right? Because 
Otherwise, you're not doing much. You're like a headless chicken in a cub. You can't find none of the eggs. Yeah. It's not really going to help you develop your, your business, your craft. Um, just, oh, we could say a few shout-outs because it's, oh, God, this has gone a bit funny. I don't know if you can see it. Can you? What's There's that? Abdi, Maddie, I am me, um, Iri Myri. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've waved to anybody that joined us. Thank you all. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jade. Hi, Jamila. Yeah, um, so I feel like it's really important for people to focus and understand what, um, their patterns of behavior, right? Because those patterns are not going to change. And the, the human beings, right, we are really funny, right? Because imagine... You have an issue with how you feel. However, your way of dealing with it is to become very cognitive and logical. Feelings do not care about logic. <laughs> I feel what I feel, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't care about logic. So how can you respond to your emotions from a place of logic? What your emotions want is understanding. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's a really good point because one of the one of the big things, particularly being female, okay, so we we've always we've always got this thing where it's like, oh, you know, women are emotional and it's always painted negatively. Oh, women are emotional and it it kind of goes with so women are emotional, so therefore they're irrational and therefore they're you can't really like gauge where they're going to be one minute they're going to be in one mode next minute you're going to be in another mode and then so first and foremost i don't agree with this whole point of about our emotions being coming from a negative place and we have to see how how society has constructed something so mm. that there are sets of values or skills or concepts and things that are seen as being positive or negative or more important or less important and they're not this it's a fact the point of it is it's an emotion the value we place on it is us, those values that we place in it. But we need our feelings. And I'm a, I'm very much a feeling person. So it's all about how I feel. If I how if I feel like I'm connected to something, if I'm motivated, if I'm interested, if I'm valued, the majority of things that I do are connected to that. And if I am not interested in something and I don't feel like doing it, it's very hard for me to kind of get things done and as I've got older and like I've got more fun further in my career and honed my skills and really identified what I like and what I don't like it's becoming increasingly difficult for me mm -hmm. to do things that clash in that area but yeah. as much as I'm a feeling person I try and I, so I can't say 100% but I try as much as possible to not be led by those feelings or what should I say wear my feelings on my sleeve in the sense of I try and read them, try, try and try and read them so that when you do have a particular type of feeling, I'm aware of what it is. I'm aware of what it is. I understand it. Try and gauge all the information around me to see what is it that has triggered that particular feeling. Mm. And, th and that's the that's where the logic comes in. It's I've understood it first. And the logic is, listen, this is coming from a place and it's okay. Whatever you're feeling right about now is genuinely okay. okay. It's fine to feel that. Every single feeling, positive and negative, because we're always hiding from the negative feelings. 
that every single feeling is okay to feel. What we need to do is identify where it comes from so that we can take appropriate action according to those feelings rather than just, as I say to everyone, anger is a secondary emotion. Okay, it's not true. We can get triggered by something, but anger is, I'm hurt. I feel disrespected. You know, something, I feel I'm insecure. There's something that's happening. It's not a direct emotion. So you have to understand kind of like what's happening underneath that. And then when you do that, you can make, you can take appropriate action. So you're in the moment and you're feeling happy and it's great and it's excellent for whatever this process is happening. Okay. So you found, you know what, that happened. You tried a new tick or a new strategy and it worked really, really well. And you're feeling excellent. And it's really sparked all of that inside of you. It's good. You want to replicate that, right? You want to replicate it, but you've also got to be careful. You've got to be thinking, okay, this is an amazing feeling. And it seems like this might be happening. What's happening is really good. But is it something that I can replicate? Will it help me? Will I feel the same way later on? Or was this like a one-off moment? Because you don't want to then go and commit to that process in the expectation that you're going to get the same feeling or the same outcome later on. And then that doesn't happen. And then on the flip side of that, the flip side of that is something might happen and you feel a little bit negative from it. So you know, you've taken your proposal to someone or you've given someone a really good idea and they, they, you know, really slammed it. And now you feel rubbish, right? You might feel inadequate, you might feel unworthy. And it'd be very easy in that moment to think, forget it, right? I'm not, I'm no good. I'm going to scrap that whole entire thing. Because as you feel in that moment, you don't want to ever feel that feeling again. And then you can take an action. And so I say, no, own every single feeling know that okay those negative ones you feel like you know what there's two things right one side it should be an identification to say okay i'm not gonna put myself back in that sort of situation or i'm gonna try and prevent it so that i don't feel those feelings again but also the other side of it is is genuinely someone might have given me i might have i say all the time if i've worked really hard on something and someone gives me a piece of feedback which is it's done well it's positive criticism but it's a criticism right you, you told me something that i need to improve to do something better my first instant feeling is like disappointment defensiveness because i tried really hard that's natural and it's fine i don't think it's a problem us feeling those things own it I, in fact i'd be worried if you've done a piece of work to the best of your ability and you've got some feedback and someone has said it, it needs to be improved and that didn't touch you a little bit. It should touch you. And that's okay. But what you shouldn't do is take that to some next level and use that to kind of value your whole self. You should see it for what it for what it really, really is. So that's what I mean when I say take all those emotions and those feelings and accept them for what they are in that moment. And then but use it. That's your logic should come in once you've understood it. Yeah. And then you make decisions like based on it and I think I'm very irrational I know I'm irrational so therefore because I know I'm so irrational I guess that's probably one of the reasons why I really make sure I check how I'm feeling before I take an action um um I am Mr me says the issue is we're not raised to deal with rejection um I don't personally um no one's gonna like feeling rejected I it, I don't necessarily feel that um how should I say it 
it's about how we how we learn strategies and techniques in order to deal with certain things right if our if the way that we learn is to remove our ourselves away from something um not to address it to hide to suppress it to avoid it dismiss it then those that means that you're having an unhealthy relationship with rejection mm -hmm. right you need to formulate a healthy relationship with rejection because you have to understand what is going on for you right and usually usually it's not really rejection that's happening mm -hmm. usually what Are you still here, Martha? Okay. What? Can you hear me? Sorry, Emma. Sorry, we lost you for a moment. You said usually yeah, it's freezing. not rejection that's happening and then we lost you. Yeah, usually it's not rejection that's happening. Usually what is happening is the per what you're seeing is the person's relationship with themselves, right? They actually are not really trying to reject you, right? What it is, is they have some form of feelings underhanded feelings that they haven't dealt with their own issues right and so what that does is allow is put them in a position of where they push people away rather than dealing with what they've got going on right so when someone is rejecting you or you feel that they're rejecting you you have to recognize that this might most likely be a reflection of their relationship with themselves it's got nothing to do with you do you see what i mean yeah, but also, but some of it is rejection, though. I don't think, re and not rejection in that you're not, I think the key thing about focus is, is when you pull in information, okay, you've asked me something, or you've wanted something, yeah. and the answer has been no, or it's you that I don't want, then that might be the rejection, because you wanted something, and you're not yeah. getting it. And the but answer might be that's no. That's your stuff. Do you see what, what you I mean? mean? If, if someone says to you no... Mm -hmm. right or say it was a business you put a business proposal out and they go no don't want that that's not for me don't really like that yeah. right mm -hmm. you feeling rejected is is that's your stuff that's something that you have historically right for you to feel that that is rejection okay because you. do you see what i mean i get you yeah so what you're basically saying is is often no because rejection is quite a loaded word and so yeah. no isn't a rejection. No, just no is just I you are not able to work do this project with us here. It doesn't have to yeah. have all the negative stuff that comes with it and all those additional feelings. And I think I think that's correct. So it's that taking negative feedback or getting answers or responses that are basically not what you want to hear or not what you want. And um I think that's the key about focus. It's about it's really important on focusing on the message that you're actually getting rather than the external hurt or the the trigger that it kind of reminds yeah. you of or or anything else so what you've got to do is genuinely say to yourself okay this person has said and hear it right so i put a proposal forward or i've done something and they have said no and they've said no and you need to hear the reasons and often we need to separate our separate ourselves as that being a validating piece of information so yeah. as i said going back to that whole point of um 
taking feedback. I often can handle and deal with um, hearing no or or feedback that's not what I wanted to hear because I don't take it personally. And when I say I don't take it personally, I mean that in a sense of even if the information is, Martha, you don't have the experience or you don't have the skill. So there are actual things that are about my personal attitude, qualities and abilities. Um, I don't take that to mean and validate me. So because there's, and maybe that's also about having a growth mindset. So if you've said to me, this is a particular area and I don't have the skills. Okay. That's the feedback. I now know that I need to go and get the skills. That doesn't mean I'm rubbish. Yeah. Okay. And so it's about focusing on the feedback and what it actually means without bringing in negative um, emotions on that, because we often validate ourselves on all of these external things. So your value comes from the work that you do or how good you or bad you are at something else. So the yeah. ability to really, to really do that's important. So again, always on this focus point, it's about focusing on what the actual message is. So like you said, when you've got lots of things to do, focus on the source. When you're, when you're getting feedback, focus on what the actual meaning is rather than all these kind of additional things that come with it. Um, so, uh, but that starts from an early age and it comes in different forms. So the feeling of rejection is how we process winning and losing. They are two sides of the same coin, but we are only taught about how to process, process us winning. I think society yeah. as a whole, um, right. generally, yes, only but, teaches us that. Yeah. But what we want everyone to, or what I would like people to take away is there is no losing, Right. We need to get that out of um, our vocabulary. There is no losing. There is no failure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What you have is challenges and opportunities. Right. Things don't have to. Um, the idea that things will always go your way. You are placing the expectations way too high. Right. You can't control that. Your expectations need to be more level right it can't always be up there right and if you don't get up there at this present moment it's not that you have failed mm -hmm. it's that you have more opportunity it's that there is a challenge right how can i get through this challenge how do i maneuver around this hurdle so you have to start asking your, yourself how, how questions, how can I, how, Yeah. right? Then take yourself to what will it look like? So you can start visualizing, right? What would it feel like? So you can start to have that deep feeling so that you can become more connected with it, mm -hmm. right? We have to start um, prioritizing and planning. Right. Not just deciding to, OK, this is a business that I want to do. I've got 10,000 things and you're running around doing all these like little 10,000 things, but you're not securing the foundation. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on in the core? Right. These obstacles, these challenges are not meant to break you. They are meant to make you. Start using different words to understand what is happening for you i'm not saying 
that trauma, that someone hurting you, rejecting you, that it's not painful. That's not what I'm saying, right? Allow that to come in. Accept that you are hurt, right? But then the next step is you need to understand that hurt, right? And after you've understand that hurt, it's like, what am I going to do now? How do I overcome this? What, what, um, what steps do I take next? I think also that comes from, uh, so we talk about it and it's, it's a natural process. I think it comes from the, the idea that whenever you hear about, you always see the, the success. So whenever you hear a story, you, you hear a little bit that, that I came from, it's always skirted over. You hear that I lived in the car. You hear that I lost my house. You hear that I went through the divorce. You you kind of hear those things, but they're they are always but to rest as a as a stepping stone. They're kind of like, I'm the successful person. These were kind of the things that happened, but you don't really hear about it whilst they're going on. You know, they're always like a an, an afterthought. And I think part of that focus in particularly being realistic. So that point that you're saying about everything's not going to go our way and we have to set realistic expectations. I think that's true. I think we can have um, ambitious expectations and goals and focus and really focus how I believe you should do that. But often what I think we need to know is that getting there, like if you plan this direct straight path, okay, so this is the thing I'm focusing on. And even if you take all the advice and you focus and you think about when I'm going through a particular moment, I focus on what the emotion is in that. When I've got lots of things to do, I focus and identify the most in, the most important thing. Whenever else I do something else, I focus on the tasks that happen. I focus, you know, identify any any challenges that might come up. When we, even if you do all of those processes, the important part of that is to know that it's not necessarily still going to go your way. And that's going to be the time that you are going to need to really, really make sure you keep your eye on the prize that's when you don't take your eye off the prize. Mm. So when you've got that plan in, when you've got that plan and things are not going according to plan, so it didn't go the way you expected it, you know, some something, most things, it's going to be out of your control, but some unforeseen thing out of, out of your control has changed the trajectory of something. That's the time when you're going to really need to home in and focus and remind yourself, why am I doing this? What what is the key thing that I want at the end of it? What do I need to keep my eye on, regardless of what's going on, so that I don't get sidetracked? That's going to be like one of the key things. And I'm going to keep saying and mentioning this focus thing because, as I said, we are beings which so that focus that's your your conscious. You need to keep reminding yourself, waking up and being conscious every day. And we don't realize how much we work in the subconscious. Like every single day, that habits. And the things that we do, they're so subconscious that we just continue on, continue on, continue on. But that subconscious is, it's, it's about feeding our emotions and our happy places. And so anything negative is going to try and run away from that. So that's why you need to try as kind of like as much as possible, wake yourself up and make sure you're in your consciousness and you're focused on what it is that you said you wanted to do, like every single day almost. You need to kind of check yourself and say, hold on a minute, like literally every single the beginning of the day. What's the plan of today? What's the, what am I doing today? And how does that link to the bigger picture? Because the plan to do whatever it is, no, no, no successful person, no matter where they are now, just woke up and got there. 
It was no. a five-year, six-year, seven-year, eight-year, nine-year, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year achievement. And so every single day adds up to that achievement. Can I just and add it, on that um, before you move on? Because I think this is the thing that people don't realize, yeah? If you find that there is a successful businessman, right? He became successful at his, his or her business at 30 years old, 35, 40, right? People only see when that person has arrived, right? There was a lot of buildup before the arrival. The person has been on this planet for 35 years, 40 mm -hmm. years. You don't, business, you being successful in your business is not determined on, um, the, the fact just that five-year plan that you you set up your whole entire life is invested in where you are now right you didn't just get here your whole 35 years 40 years of living is invested in that and people and, are all yeah go on and even those do you know what even those overnight successes are not real overnight successes. Like, so, you know, even those people who, if you go on a show or someone meets, sees you somewhere and then you go viral, often that has still come from work. You know, that still came from work. You still trained your voice. You were still, you still honed your craft. You still did something. So it was still, it still came from somewhere. So the point of the day where you got recognized and you achieved something may have happened overnight per se, but there was work happening um, behind that. And I think one of the, I'm always saying to people, listen, listen, the greatest people in the world, okay? Everyone, everybody that's successful will tell you that somewhere along the line, they will tell you somewhere along the line about a challenge. They will tell you about a point in time when someone didn't believe in them. They will tell you about a time when some of the people that didn't believe in them went as far as to say to try and discourage them. They will tell you about a point in time when they were, when they thought about giving up. And the key thing at each of those times was that they didn't listen to that thing and they focused on what it was that they wanted to achieve. Yes. That is exactly. what they do. And I think it's really important for everyone to, when we're saying focus on what they wanted to achieve, I think the biggest element is um, understanding your why. Knowing why you are doing something. There's no point you setting a goal, right? And you have no clue why you're doing it. Oh, I just want to get rich. Okay, then. Because you're going to lose focus very you know quickly. What? Hold on one second. Do you see this rich thing as well? It really annoys me. So I remember when I was to teach the children and I'd say to them, okay, you want to be rich? I said, it's fine. It's not a problem. You want the money. That's not a problem. But what do you want the money for? What's the why? Why do you want the money? And I'm telling you, no matter what, even the naughtiest kid, even the meanest kid <laughs> wants that money to do something socially and with others. It's very rarely is it by themselves. Oh, I want the money so that we, I can, we can floss with my friends. You know, we can go on holiday. I can have a family. I can live somewhere nice. I can do everything else. And I say to people, so, so what you're focusing on. So it's not really money that you're trying to achieve. That's a means to something. And I think it's very, and so it really frustrates me when people say, oh yeah, money might not buy you happiness, but it gets you there, or money's not everything, but you need money to do these things. Yeah, of course. 
that's not what we're talking about. But we're saying it's a means to something. And if you don't understand that what you should be saying and focusing on is what that means is. So, so what I want is a house. You know, that's what I want. And I try and I want it in a particular place. You need that level of focus, like buying a house. What do you want? Okay, so I want a house. How many rooms is it going to have? Is it going to have a garden? Is it going to have a driveway? What area is it going to be in? Like that level of focus when you're trying to purchase a home is what your focus should be like where you're trying to go. And so money isn't what it is that you're focusing on. That's the means to get there. You know I need to save up a deposit to get something. But the why is because I want this house. And so that's very important. Really, really frustrates me. And everyone's thing is about chasing money. And that's the reason why there are so many of us in workplaces and our well-being is shot because you took on jobs or you went in places because you looked at the salary and you didn't really look at what that meant to the quality of your life. And so now you're making all the money that you had been screaming about and you still do not feel fulfilled. And you don't understand why. And you don't understand why because you've been focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah. It, you know, most of, most people look at things in an instant way. How, what's the quickest way that I can get this? How can um, I get rich quick? There is no get rich quick scheme, right? Because the, as quick as you get it is as quick as it will go, right? What you want is a life that is sustainable, right? And you want de- it to be delayed, Because you want to work through all of that stuff that you've got going on, right? All of that rejection, all of the things that you fear, all of the things that um, block you from um, achieving your goals. You want to work on all of those things, right? That's what the hurdles are there for. That's what the challenges are are there for. Or if um, someone said mentioned losses, that's what they're there for, right? So you can build yourself as a person and you can understand who you are. The focus is you. Mm. You are the center of everything, right? You cannot ignore how you feel, right? You have to prioritize you. You have to prioritize. You have to know to the core what are your priorities, right? Not the 20,000 things. What are the main things? What, What main thing do you need to do? Do you need to address re- rejection so that you don't stop yourself from doing things because you have risk of being rejected? Do you see what I mean? Is that your priority right now? Right? Do you know why you want to, as you said, Martha, be rich? Do you know why? Why? Is that because when you were growing up, you had nothing? Yeah. Right. That you couldn't even um, afford books for school. Yeah. Or, or and shoes. Also, sorry, and also the opposite of that as well. So again, women, the opposite of that is we often are very quick to be like, well, or some, and lots of people are often kind of be like, well, I don't want to be rich. I don't want lots of money. Or it's not. It's not about the money. That also is just as problematic. So of that course. whole idea of the stuff that comes with having money and seeing seeing that and taking some negativity around it right because there's been some there's some negative talks around how much people who are you know ex- extremely rich and because you don't want to be caught in that or because you feel like 
I want to help so much that the money's not important. That's just as bad. You know, the, the opposite, the one extreme to the other, both of them are just, just as bad. So also, I don't want to be hearing that whole point of where it's almost as though we start shunning people if they say, I do want to earn a particular type of amount of money in, you know your why. So I want to earn a particular amount of money in order to live the lifestyle or do the things that I want to do. Money is not the devil. Okay. It's not evil. No. It's, it, it, it really isn't. It, the how? That, people are evil. Okay. So the things that we do with it and all the rest of the stuff, but money really isn't evil. So again, you have to, and you have to have both of them because either way, if you're just chasing money with no purpose, then you're going to get it and not feel fulfilled. But if you don't have a positive relationship with money and that kind of thing of you're thinking, um, yeah, I don't know, money's wicked and evil, then again, you're not going to be pulling in the, the money that you need. So you have to make sure you've got a, a good balance. Um, and Amory, what you said about the focus being on us is kind of the key thing, the key kind of point that everything I say is about. And um, this whole idea, again, in the society of focusing on our set, we've come to a thing of people focus on ourselves, it's always become synonymous with being selfish. And it's not in a negative way. And I have to keep saying to people, listen, first and foremost, if you are not in a good place, you can't help nobody. You cannot help nobody, first and foremost. If you are not full, if you are not full and you are not content, then you also can't give from a genuine place. You can't give from a genuine place. You're, you need to be filled and overflowing so that giving is it's nothing to you yeah. because you feel so contented. Yeah. Often, one of the biggest issues is that we give or we do things from a place of expectation. We're not doing it genuinely from our the, the care and the goodness of our heart. We're doing it because we're expecting something. So, you know, we're saying, okay, so if I do this, the expectation is that you're going to do that. And nine times out of 10, that doesn't happen. And that's where the resentment and all the negativity and the upset comes in because you have been, you have been pretty much living your life, doing things for other people, expecting something or shining something from someone else because you expect people to treat you in a particular type of way. And then when that doesn't happen, you feel aggrieved and then more things happen. But if you were given with no expectations, then it doesn't matter. So if someone doesn't say thank you, it doesn't upset you. You don't even yeah. feel like I'm not going to do it again because it doesn't matter. And we, you have to, have to, have to, I'm telling you, we will be such better human beings and we will be in such better places if you just understood to focus on yourself. It is not selfish there's a very big difference i'm not exactly. i'm not it's not about being selfish okay it's not about right. that all. but you have to put your priorities first you first as i say put yourself first because when you do that and you are in a place of contentment we are social creatures everything that you're going to want to do is going to be about helping other people sharing it with other people experiencing with other people so happily without any sort of expectations yeah so take that do that you know do it to yourself and you know like Emory when we spoke about motherhood I think parenting is one of the biggest places where people misunderstand the importance of taking care of themselves because of you they genuinely feel like 
how can I take care of myself? And then there's my child. But it goes back to that point. If your child is dependent on you and you're not in a good place to take care of them, that's worse. Of course. And this is the thing, right? Um, and, you know, we've got 10 minutes left. So if anyone's got any questions or anything that they want to ask or any points that they want to make, please um, type it in. But this is the thing, right? When most of us have worked for an organization before, right? And there is a big thing around health and safety in your organization, right? I mean, what organization doesn't have a health and safety policy? <laughs> Okay. Nowadays in 2020, bloody hell, can you even step without doing anything? Right. And, right, the first um, thing around health and safety is keep yourself safe. Make sure you are safe first before you reach out and help anyone else, right? So that means that if you're taking care of your own safety, then you end up taking care of everyone else within your reach their safety right mm -hmm. because if you're someone who is taking the fire extinguisher and propping up the door right then you're not really taking care of yourself because you know that that fire extinguisher could drop and break or whatever and then malfunction or whatever it might be you're not supposed to even keep a fire door open because the whole point is to contain the fire so you're not keeping yourself safe but if you keep the fire extinguisher where it is, right, where it's supposed to be, so that if there is a fire, anyone could find it, including yourself, you've not only kept yourself safe, but you've kept everybody else safe, right? When you go on an aircraft, first thing they say, um, if there is, you know, some form of emergency, you're supposed to take care of yourself first before you start helping your neighbor, your child or anyone. So this is not a new thing right the idea that um focusing on yourself taking care of yourself is selfish is ludicrous right self-care cannot be selfish you have to take care of yourself and focus on you in order to be able to see others mm -hmm. and support so others that's just part of that thing. charity begins charity begins at home all of these things if you i so i suppose on the kind of towards that kind of close the key idea is is you are the focus you have to focus on yourself your purpose your why okay that needs to be on that goal on that list in every single part of your life uh, as a coach you and lots of people would have heard of the wheel of life all of those 12 areas 16 areas 20 areas because we change the number of areas as we go along right so all of those areas though family relationships career finances leisure everything all of those areas when whatever goal you have in each of those areas number one focus is you what is what is it my purpose what is my why in each of those areas that's the, the top thing and then once you've done that it's okay so what is the goal in each of those areas to satisfy that why what is it? And you're always keeping the focus on that. And each point, the kind of change of that is, is how do each of those areas make me feel? Because we are human beings. We have feelings. And if you think for one second that those feelings are not important, you're highly mistaken. Man, female, child, whatever. It's all about our feelings. 
So I think it's important to actually name it, say it, and consciously say, I'm focusing on what are the feelings and the emotions that are going to come about based on the targets and the goals that I am focusing on, on each of those different areas of my life, because we don't do that enough. It's almost a bad word. It's almost as though whenever you're talking about goals or planning, it's just concrete stuff. Yeah. There's no interpersonal. Being cognitive. Yeah, all the time. Put that, put that in there. And then contingencies. Because everything ain't going to go to plan. So this is my big old plan. But what's the potential blockage? What's the potential um, sabotage? And how do I overcome? And often, often, I, I, and people might think here yeah, that my family is like crazy or something. <laughs> because I've often tried to tell people to get rid of their family. That's not the case at all, yeah. But it's the people that are closest to us. It's just the reality, yeah. The, the people that are closest to us often the biggest blockers and sabotages number one yourself number two your family number three your friends that's often the biggest things that come into that and that's why i say it's really important that we look and we check those relationships because they're the most important relationships in our life and therefore naturally it makes sense that they'll have the greatest impact and influence us the most. But I think if you think about that as a, as a big life plan, that's going to keep you focused on the things that are important that are going to give you a good quality of your life and good well-being in everything that you do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've got like, what's that? Oh my gosh, four minutes left. Four minutes. So what are you close on, Amory? Because that was my close. Oh, was that your clothes? That was my clothes. Okay, my clothes is... I'm more or less repeating what you're saying, right? First and foremost, right, focus on you. And when I'm saying focus on you, what comes under that is understanding yourself, understanding who you are. Become connected to yourself, right? Grow awareness around the things that make you procrastinate, the things that make you feel rejected, the things that make you um, not want to uh, um, put yourself out there and achieve that goal, right? That is your focus. Know what your obstacles are within you. Yeah? Not the ones that people are going to put out there because that also will come up. But notice what they are because you already hold them. Martha just coming to me and saying, oh, I don't like that. That's just the trigger in something I've already been holding. So it ain't about Martha, right? Bring it back on yourself. What is going on for you? What has been your obstacles in, in the past? Understand them, right? Then what I want you to do is prioritize, right? You've got to plan and prioritize, right? There's no point in um, setting goals and you are a headless chicken in a cub. Prioritize, right? Really know your why. Because when shit hits the fan, that is the only thing that's going to allow you to refocus. Yeah. Know your why. And you said purpose. Know that, right? When shit hits the fan, this is the only thing that will allow you to focus, knowing your why, Okay. And I just want to make this clear as well. When an obstacle presents itself, 
right? I would like you to see it as a challenge, to see it as a way of something to overcome, mm -hmm. right? It's not there to break you and put you down in the ground and, you know, cover you up and your, you know, everything is ended. No, right? Just because you started at A and your vision is going to get to Z, you do not have to go down a straight line. You do not have to go down a straight line, okay? You don't have to. You're never going to. Well, you're never going to. But if you have an expectation that that's what's going to happen, you're, you're already setting yourself up, right? Just because an obstacle comes at Z, I mean C, right? It doesn't mean that you um, give up on Z. Yeah. You have to find another route, okay? You don't give up on what your end goal is, no matter what. You don't sacrifice that because when you're sacrificing what you really want, what you're saying is, I'm sacrificing myself. You are reinforcing the idea that you are not good enough. It is not for you. Who said? If that's what you want, no one can tell you otherwise. And the last thing is really understand how you're going to feel when you get that price. Yeah. Yeah, focus on that. <laughs> that feeling. It feels good. It feels good. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I hope that was useful to everybody. Um, I really like this topic because I think it underpins everything that we kind of say and do both of us. And so I'm going to leave you on the idea of remember to focus intentionally on intentionally. yourself, your why and your purpose. So, yes. Send us your love hearts and please share um, this um, topic of conversation. Okay. Thanks guys for listening. Thank you.